Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I'm Peter, that is Tim, and we, of course, talk about horror movies. And we've had a long line of absolute disasters <laughs> over the past month or so. So we're hoping that today's movie is finally something that'll make us happy, something that's worth talking about, something that we can recommend and say, go watch. What are we talking about today? We are talking about XX, which is a new anthology film, and the hook here is that it's all all the shorts were all directed by female directors, and that's the basis for the title. Uh, the, the main characters are mostly female as well, and that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Uh, so there's four stories in it. It's kind of hard to talk about these without getting into spoilers because we have to do each story on its own. So I think we'll just give a general overview of how we felt about it as a whole without spoilers, which will maybe just be a couple of minutes, and then we'll go one by one through the stories and talk about them. So, Tim, mm-hmm. moment of truth. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to ask, you just assumed what the question was, so go ahead. This way. Did oh, you right, like right, it? Right. Did you like yeah. it? That's all I was going to say. Um, overall, I, I did. I liked it. I wouldn't say that I loved it. Um, like, uh, I think it's an enjoyable movie. Um, you know, it's a nice way to spend 80, 90 minutes. Uh, I liked all of the stories to a degree. There's nothing about it that made me like hate it or get mad. But at the same time, there wasn't anything that was like overly, you know, oh my God, this is amazing. Or, oh, this is like an instant classic or my new favorite. It's just a... I'd say bottom line, it's just it's it's good, but you know not not the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm I'm maybe slightly more negative than you actually, because mm-hmm. I th- I think for me I liked the first story, and I thought mm-hmm. oh there was something to that there, there was like a nice sort of a, a message underneath there it was it was about something it felt like there was themes and it felt like there was some depth to it, and then I thought. Hey, if if this is if they started off with one of the weaker ones, this could be end up being great. Unfortunately, though, I thought they got progressively worse as the movie went on. Uh, I think the last couple in particular, I didn't like all that much. So for me, I think first story's pretty good. Second one's okay. It's got some nice things about it. But then the last two, I, I was kind of like, and the last one especially is kind of disappointing because the last one is directed by uh, Karen Kusama who directed the Invitation. And so I was looking forward to that one. I thought, oh, they're saving the best for last. They're saving that one till the end. And then I didn't really like it that much. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I can't say, uh, I mean, again, um, I, I don't think you're way off base or anything. Um, they're just kind of like, it's just there, you know. It's not like <laughs> yeah, it's not well, overly. Yeah, I, I want to put point. It's not like it's terrible. The ones I don't like. It's not like I got to the last one. It's like, oh, this is garbage. It's this. It's offending me. It was just kind of, eh. Like it was. I wasn't into it. It was there. It was like you say. It just kind of existed. Especially when you compare it to, like you mentioned earlier, how we've been watching a lot of garbage so oh, yeah. far this year. It's this is like leagues beyond oh, yeah. this know, is, some of the other stuff we watch. This is competent at the very least. There's a com- yeah. competency. Competence? Competence yeah. to it. Uh, but that, that's kind of where where I fall. Uh, it's it, it just kind of a mixed bag. And unfortunately, I think more of it, I, I was kind of lukewarm on it that I'm kind of leaning towards being kind of negative. That's, sadly, though, that's actually a big step up for us not, since uh, <laughs> the last batch of movies we've been watching. Uh, so I think that's pretty much all we can do. 
in terms of spoilers, I guess the only thing I can say uh, without spoilers, just to give you a sense of the stories, the first one's very... Uh, I don't even know how to describe the first one without talking about the plot, but the second one's more of a black comedy, I thought. The second one's yeah. more of a sort of silly, fun thing with a sort more of dark twist. Third one's more of a sort of... People go camping, Campy. there's a monster thing happens, and that's kind of it. And then the last one's kind of a... Uh, my child may be possessed, or... Mm-hmm whatever kind of thing so that 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 was kind of them i think we have to go to spoilers to talk about them any any great length because you, you can't talk about short stories without talking about the whole thing so uh so let's put on full spoilers for xx so uh the first story is called the box uh i will say i thought it was weird how because there's these little interlinking it, it kept going back to this like stop motion house and there was these creepy like doll heads and stuff and it was just a sort of you know you don't have like a host but you go back to this as if it is the host kind of thing and that was fine mm-hmm. but what I thought was weird though is that it would always end with big red text saying what the next story was it, you know it said the box and then the box would start playing and then the box itself would have its own credits and then it would say the box again <laughs> and almost all of them yeah. said their own title twice because it said it before it started and then it said that again in the short it just it, it made it feel like they'd all been made as short films that weren't supposed to be connected and then were edited together which I don't think is the case I think this was, this was intentional but it just it felt that way because the titles kept coming up twice But yeah it's a little strange uh, although I do think it's a pretty good payoff in the second story like the second story actually does something with it oh yeah sure yeah but yeah other than that it is kind of unnecessary so yeah, the first one's called The Box, and it's about uh, a family, uh, focusing mainly from the, the mother's kind of perspective. And she's got two kids, she's got a husband, and they're on the train home, it's Christmas time, and she has some narration, she has some voiceover explaining how uh, the kids were a handful today, she took them to a movie, took them ice skating, but they're still a handful, and it's, it's a bit much. And there's this creepy guy on the train with a present in his lap, and the son basically pestles the guy and the guy's like oh it's okay you can see what it is and he lets him see in the box we don't get to see what's in there he just sort of peers in but he looks kind of changed it looks like he's had after he gets looking... very sullen yeah after looking into that box he looks like he just got back from Vietnam that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I would describe the look yeah. in his face and it, basically the, 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 the son stops eating like he keeps saying that he's, he's not hungry and like days go by and they start to get worried and then he passes on whatever he saw to the sister, and the sister stops eating, and eventually the husband stops eating, and that's kind of the plot. First, now, thing, I'll say, first thing I'll say about this, though. Actually, there's two things I want to say. One's relevant to you, specifically. Okay. Okay. First thing, this made me hungry as hell, because the way this yeah. short one plays out <laughs> is that it keeps cutting to like, the next night's dinner, and it would come up saying, Tuesday, and then it would cut to an overhead shot of whatever they were having for dinner that night, and it would be like just plates of spaghetti, meatballs, or it'd be plates of chicken, or plates of pizza, whatever they were eating. But it always looked good. Like they put effort into making this food look appealing. Yeah, I I forgot to mention this to you before you watch it because I watched it I think a day before you or something. But I was gonna warn you not to watch this first one on an empty stomach because uh-huh. yeah, like the food really sticks out as looking overly delicious. I know and. It makes me so angry that this little snot is not eating it. Like, oh, like I would kill right now for that spaghetti or pizza. Yeah. I think one was Chinese, but it was just everything yeah. looked good. There wasn't a single one of them that looked bad, and I was wanting all of it. It was upsetting <laughs> me. 
the second thing, this is obviously your favourite of the four, just purely because the little girl was reading the Hellboy comic at one point. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. I was actually thinking of like trying to do like uh, some screen grabs of one of like her uh, eating pizza and then the other reading Hellboy and being like, is this my daughter? Because <laughs> those like two scenes back to back was like, oh man, I can totally, if I have a kid one day, I really hope it turns out like her. <laughs> yeah, that is, as soon as I seen that comic book, I was like, ah, t- Tim <laughs> smiled. Tim was happy when he saw this. I enjoyed that. Yeah, so so he he stops eating, and the after like two days, of, the first night they don't think anything of it. He's not hungry at dinner. Fine, it's not a big deal. It can happen once in a while. You still have the appetite. But then he does it two days in a row. They find out he's not eating at school, and the dad gets worried. He gets a little really agitated to go to the doctor. Uh, the mum kind of like writes it off. She's like, ah, he's just going through a phase. He's maybe he's eating a lot of junk food at school behind her back. So maybe he's trying to pretend to be sick so he can, he can get off. And she mm-hmm. kind of dismisses it. But then the sister starts doing it as well. And then he starts, the, the husband starts doing it. And that's when she gets really terrified. And we get this great dream sequence where yeah. the uh, the dad and the kids. And I'll be honest, at first I wasn't sure this was a dream sequence. I thought this might actually just be the ending to the story. Was I. I- yeah, I like rewound it like once or twice because then like the next scene, you know, she's opening Christmas presents and stuff, but she has like, you know, uh, long pants or leggings or something mm. on. So I, as I did it once or twice where I was like, all right, did they maybe just eat her leg and now she's like covering it up or something or, but yeah, it's obviously a dream sequence. Because <laughs> I legitimately thought while they were doing it that, oh, maybe this is the end of the story. Because you know, sometimes these short horrors just like to have the shock ending and maybe that's the whole yeah. point is they were all not eating because they want to eat her instead. They're, they're saving their stomachs for her, yeah. for human meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would have been a fine ending. Uh, then it goes on, it gets really somber and we find out that all three of them all die in hospital <laughs> over January and February because they're not eating. And... She she keeps like searching on the train for that mysterious guy that she saw that, that had the box that started all this, and she's desperate to know. I and I thought that's had a good tone. I thought it kept building really nice. You you really were wondering what he saw in the box, why this was happening, where it was going, and I think what really works for me though is this one more than any of them feels like okay. I get that this was uh, from a female perspective because what I think this whole this whole story is about is about taking the idea that the mother feels burdened because she's constantly looking after the kids and she's dealing with the husband and at one point the husband even makes her feel guilty that she's eating when the kids aren't and she's like but yeah. I'm hungry and it's and at the end of the story when she starts narrating again she's talking about how she's desperate to try and find out why they stopped eating because now she misses them and they're gone and even the the dream sequence is they're literally devouring her she feels devoured by all the needs that they have for her mm-hmm. and she's almost abandoning her, her motherhood responsibilities and that stuff yeah. uh, and, and to, to me it was well, like a just a taking everything and making it literal and making it like a body horror movie about her feeling burdened with them constantly feeding off of her in this case literally yeah and, and you can even tell like in the dream sequence while they're eating her she has like a big like plastered smile on her face like she kind of just has to grin and take it Mm, yeah. you know like yeah like oh like no one wants to you know hear you complain or you know anything um i i agree with you this was definitely my favorite uh it it feels like the most fully formed of all the shorts i feel like it has you know the most atmosphere the kind of clearest direction it also um, has has it's the one that has the most it actually has something to say like we just talked about what everything yeah. meant it, it had meaning I, I, I watched it and i went oh this meant something this was about 
the burden of being a mother and a, a wife and all of the the needs that people have from you and you wanting to abandon them but then feeling guilty that they're gone and like you know you feel empty because it is a part of your life and like it had something to say whereas the rest I just kind of felt like no this is just for fun this is just for what what it is on its face value yeah Um, and uh, I think I don't think we talked about it too much like uh when we do these anthology movies about the ordering but I do think you you brought up a good point where you know, this probably would have been better if it was like saved for the last mm. uh, story. Uh, I think. Do you remember when we did holidays? I think that did yeah. a really good job of putting two of its strongest at the start and the end, so that you felt mm-hmm. like you, you you felt in a good place at the start of the movie, and then it ended strong as well. So you left feeling, oh yeah, like sure there was some dips in the middle for sure. There was some shots in that yeah. we didn't like, but. It, they had like one at the start one at the end it was good there was at least one in the middle that was really good so it was almost like they knew what the weakest ones were so they were, they were spacing them all out whereas yeah. here it felt very much like a slow descend as we went along yeah. <laughs> which just made it feel worse by the time I got to the last one because yeah. after the third one I thought oh, that was kind of mad but I thought oh the last one is the director of the invitation this is going to be good this will be the best one yeah. and, and it wasn't and it was the worst <sighs> one I th- arguably, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I could argue that the third one's the weakest, but by the end of it, yeah, I'm the, not sure. Yeah, the all, I, I think the easiest thing to say is that the first one was the strongest. The all the other, the ordering of the other ones gets a little murkier for me. But yeah, definitely the, the first one. That's the highlight. Hmm. So that's the first the, one. That's the box. Do you have anything uh, yeah, else? Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah, just that I, I really liked the, the mystery and I really was enveloped in like the story. Like, oh, what does it mean? And uh, and it doesn't feel cheap that you don't find out like uh, like that there isn't like a payoff of or, or I guess yeah. technically the kid does say it's nothing was in there, which, you know, could even be an interesting like you know, I, angle I, I, I as think well. the ending that she's never going to know, but she's like she needs to know that like, she's obsessed with it now. I think I think that's your ending. I think that works. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that that now that her family's gone, she's left with this empty hole, which ties into the nothing in the box almost. Uh, uh, it works. Yeah. Uh, it, it has the best ending, I think, of the the four as well. I think the rest of them are all. <laughs> well, we'll talk. Uh, yeah. So the second story is called. Uh, that first one, by the way, was written and directed by Jovanka Yukovic. Mm. Uh, second story is called the Birthday Party, and it was written and directed by Annie Clark. And this is kind of a a black comedy where we've got a mother character who wakes up and they've got like a, a, a an assistant, a maid, well, I don't know what you'd call it. She doesn't dress like a maid, but she seems to be doing things around the house. Uh, so they're fairly well off and she goes into the, it's a little girl's birthday and she's into the, the husband's office, not, not thinking that he, he wasn't home yet and he's there, but he's like sitting there dead. And it essentially yeah. becomes... I don't want my daughter to be traumatised by her dead father <laughs> on her birthday, so I'm going to try and hide his dead body from her. Yeah. So there's a lot of her like moving the body around and like hiding behind the couch when neighbours come by, and she ends up paying off the, the, the guy that's there to dance for the, the party, the kids' party, who's dressed as a panda. She pays for his outfit and dresses him up as a, in a panda, like the corpse. So the corpse yeah. is sitting there at the, <laughs> the table while the girl's birthday party is going on. And it's just, it's basically just a series of little, like, funny moments, is is yeah. what it is. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one, but, again, more as a comedy than oh, yeah. a, yeah, like, you know, if 
it'd be hard to judge this as as a horror movie you know it, it's it's an interesting idea and you know it, it probably maybe it could have been a little shorter i don't know i mean i don't, I don't think it was that long to begin with but um yeah it's not like probably what i would want coming into a horror anthology well see um, i, I kind of disagree with that just in the sense that i think this is fine to, I, I think this is actually a good change of pace like had had the next two been good like i would have yeah, been like, quite happy if, with this being a fun little black comedy in the middle yeah yeah, if it was if the movie was better stacked, it it, it probably wouldn't even be an issue. Yeah, because it would feel like just a nice little change of pace where it's like you know it's funny, but it ended up at least for me being the second best one, which I really wasn't expecting. I thought, yeah. oh, it's going to get better again after this, but it kept getting worse. And <laughs> I I think it, it's what eight times it has little good goofy moments. Uh, the shot of like the dead body but under under the rug while she's like hiding behind the couch with the neighbors at the window, I thought was yeah. pretty pretty fun. Uh, but there wasn't much to read into it. It was, you know, weekend at Bernie's esque stuff, antics, yeah. and that was about. It. I d- I did like the joke at the end. You know, mentioned it earlier, but they do the full title. Yeah, they do after everything. Yeah, they do the text at the end. It comes up. It comes it comes up at the end again. At the birthday party, and then it goes to a news screen, and it says, <laughs> "AKA uh, was it the guy the little girl name was Lucy." Yeah, and it's like uh, Lucy's repressed birthday or. Yeah. Yeah, traumatized memory. Yeah, and then it said it faded away, and then again it came up again in brackets. It said, uh, "Though our mother was not to blame, but our our therapist thinks that's why she can't have she can't have intimate relations." (laughs) Like it it kept going, and it was actually really funny. Like it was almost the funniest part of the whole thing was that just kept fading to more of a title. (laughs) Like I, I can actually really appreciate it a lot more if you know this whole thing is like one big setup for this, you know like payoff at the end i actually actually res- respect that that's like a lot of work just for like this one punchline do you know what i've made it even better though see if the, cause, like a story later on in the movie was grown up lucy and we didn't realize yeah. maybe until yeah. she told someone the story of her 10th birthday party that, where yeah, her dad yeah, was a corpse easily, yeah i think especially like in the next story you could have easily had someone like have a throwaway line yeah. like mention it not even be yeah not even be important to the plot of whatever yeah. one she shows up in just like just a little connective thing like oh by the way when i was 10 my dad died on <laughs> my birthday that could have been fun but that was kind of a, i don't think it was a whole lot to yeah it's not much whole lot to into that there, there's definitely some questionable stuff in it i don't know why uh everyone's dressing up <laughs> In costume oh, at a birthday costume, party. The costumes were weird as well. Like, could you even tell what any of them were meant to be? Obviously, the panda's the panda, but all the kids. Yeah. I had no idea what any of those kids were meant to be. See, because right. actually, one of my favourite moments, and I don't know why they did this, but I love that they did, is the moment when all the kids arrive with the parents, it goes into slow motion, and this guitar music starts playing as they're all walking into the house. <laughs> and for some reason, I just loved it. But they're all walking in, and it's all their like weird costumes, and I'm like, Who's that mate? Who's he meant to be? Who's she meant to be? <laughs> what? I yeah, I, I I wasn't wasn't really sure either. Oh, actually, I have a complaint about the first story. Okay, okay. They're watching Night of the Living Dead in one scene, right? They're as a family, they're sitting around, they're eating popcorn, they're watching Night of the Living yeah. Dead. They're watching it stretched on their widescreen TV. I do not approve oh. of that. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No. I, I didn't catch that. Uh, well, I know they were watching Night of the Living Dead, but yeah, <laughs> I yeah, noticed yeah. Uh, aspect ratios. Because 
Well, because I know it's not in widescreen, so I instantly looked right. Is it zoomed in or have they stretched it to fill the screen? And it was stretched. It was everything yeah. looked fat. It was uh, ugly and awful. What's a what's a really funny joke uh, I like to do uh, whenever you know characters are watching Night of the Living Dead uh, in a horror movie. If you're watching with someone else and they're also a horror fan, you can turn to them and be like, "Man, how'd they get the rights to that?" <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that joke, Tim, but I feel like ninety-nine yeah. percent of the people that you might say that to will probably just look at you and go, okay. "What?" Yeah, yeah, you, you have to be watching it with like a like a good horror fan. But yeah. Like... Yeah. if you don't, I'm sure we've mentioned this before on the show. But if yeah. you don't know, uh, Night of the Living Dead's in public domain, so they they're, they're allowed to just put it in a movie. That's why it pops up so much in movies yeah. when people are watching something on TV because it's free and it's something people recognize. So that's why. Uh, but there you go. Uh, so that that was the birthday party. The the next one was Don't Fall, which was written and directed by Roxanne Benjamin, and this was four vaguely annoying characters <laughs> uh, going camping on like a Native American set. Well, not settlement, but like historical uh, site. It's up in the rocks, brown. and yeah, there's yeah. like there's drawings on the on the on the walls and stuff. Uh, but they've got their camper out there, and they. One of the girls gets like scratched or something. I wasn't really sure to be honest. Like she just kind of goes, "Ah, oh, my hand!" At one point when she's leaning yeah. against the wall, uh, and especially just it's them. Like most of the shot is just them playing little jokes on each other, trying to scare the blonde girl. And then they're around the campfire. They're trying to scare the blonde girl. They keep talking, and then the blonde girl in the middle of the night turns into a monster and kills them all. And that's it. Yeah, it it feels like they were kind of trying to go for, you know, like a cliche, cheesy, you know, teen horror movie. Um, But I I don't know, it it doesn't really pay off. Like, nothing about it is necessarily, like, too interesting or too over the top to really make it, like that enjoyable or, if I, yeah or annoyingly not even that bad like it, it's because yeah. as much as i said the characters were kind of annoying they weren't full-on annoying like they're not as annoying as i've seen characters be they were kind of just they were going for that kind of feel so they're all vaguely yeah. kind of annoying but not you know enormously so and then the actual monster stuff the monster design i wasn't particularly fond of and all the characters kind of die pretty quickly it's it, one by yeah. one See, I actually did kind of like the monster design, but yeah, you don't really get a whole lot of it. Like, mm. I, I don't know. It almost feels like it could have been like the, you know, beginning of a, a longer, you know, movie yeah. or, or something. Which is partly why I think it maybe fails is that it needed time to actually build suspense. But because there was no yeah. suspense, things just all happened very quickly. And as a result, it just kind of felt like, well, whatever. Also, the, the, this is called Don't Fall. I get why the first one's called the box. I get why the second one's called the birthday party. Now, technically, someone does fall, but they make a whole lot of comments at the start about how oh we're up high, and then even when the title comes on the screen, it like zooms back, like the camera tracks back, you know, big aerial shot of them on the top of this rock face, and it comes up in big text, "Don't fall," and it's like oh, so it's going to be about vertigo and fear of heights, and someone's going to fall to their death. Doesn't happen. Oh, which uh, was a shame because I did think that title sequence was pretty cool like uh, i thought that was a a good shot and it it, and it's also the most like there isn't really a payoff or twists i I feel like all the stories had something at the end 
you know, that made you kind of go like, oh, okay. I mean, whether you liked it or not, like, there's something that's, you know, at the end, it's kind of like, oh, okay. And then this yeah. is just very much like, it, here's it, what it is. Even in the birthday party, it, I, mean, I wouldn't say I had a twist, but it had the ending where the you know the, the the corpse in the panda suit falls into the cake so everyone takes the it, they take the mask off and they all realize he's dead and it just goes to a slow motion shot of like the the wife drinking booze as she looks ter- mortified that everyone's discovered it and it's kind of, like the other ones i i feel like they they had build up this one yeah. it like everything is slowly going up this one just kind of felt flat like the whole way it was a, it was flat and then just a spike yeah <laughs> Whereas that, yeah, even though the the black comedy and the the birthday party it was it was the build to a punchline, it was still a build. Yeah, so exactly, it still worked. Uh, but no, I have nothing to say about Don't Fall. It was just kind of generic and bland, and mm-hmm. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like the monster. I didn't think it was suspenseful. I didn't also think I also didn't think it was annoying either. Like, I didn't hate the characters. I didn't hate anything that was happening. It just kind of yeah. existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's more damning than anything else I can say. Well, that's always the hardest. Like when when a movie's like that, it's, it's hard to kind of criticize it because you know if you're not completely you know leaning towards like one end of the spectrum, you know where you can say like, oh man, it's so bad because of this or this, or oh man, it's so great because of this or this. When it just kind of falls in the middle, there it's kind of like, well, it it's it's there. <laughs> Because they try and build a little bit of character to the extent at least where you can tell each of them. The blonde's very easily easily scared. The brunette isn't. The the long haired guy's kind of maybe got a crush on the blonde because he he always he seems to always try and be nice to her. The other guy's the the typical stoner dude who is playing all the practical jokes. But yeah. that's kind of it. I don't I don't really I don't know what the point of this one was honestly. Because it didn't, it didn't do anything fun with the monster, so it just kind of felt pointless. Yeah. Well, that's don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I, I feel really bad, but uh, that's that's how it is. Uh, the last one is called Her Only Living Son, and it's written and directed by Karen Kusama, as uh, we mentioned. And it's funny, actually, the actress in this is currently in Powerless, uh, which is the one oh. place I know her from. Uh, so as soon as she popped up all I could think about was a character in that and it was really distracting <laughs> me for the first couple of minutes but she we, it was a very abstract scene at the start where we, we hear her talking about going on the run with her, her son but mm-hmm. we see that once the son's about to turn 18 it's his 18th birthday tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, and he's in trouble at school he's he's attacked someone he ripped someone's fingernails out is oh, what he actually did Yeah, yeah. and he is Getting very disconnected from her, uh, he he wants to see his father, who he's never met, because they've always been on the run from him. And she see, keeps saying, "Oh, he's he's some Hollywood star. He's got like multiple wives that he's had, and he doesn't deserve you in his life, and so on." And uh, but basically, it keeps going, and it, it all comes to kind of a the idea that the father, presumably to get his Hollywood career to be successful in Hollywood sold his his wife as the vessel for the spawn of Satan. Mm-hmm. And now that he's turning 18, the kid is like growing like demonic nails on his hands and feet and presumably he's going to become something. And that's that's kind of it. it, it he's getting they more violent. Up. And the, the mother tries to convince him that, no, it's your choice. It's not your... 
I mean, I guess this one has a little something to say because I guess the metaphor here is it's kind of like the asshole father coming back and demanding to see the son, but this is literally turning the asshole father into Satan. Yeah. That's essentially what this shot's doing. Except I I wasn't that interested, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, this one's a little bit of a, a letdown. I don't think it's a bad idea. I, I think that's an interesting premise. Um, but, yeah, nothing about it really hooks you. you know? so, so what I think the big problem is, is they keep talking about the kid, right? The yeah. the son who's turning 18. But you, you don't really get enough scenes with him himself to actually build any type of, like, character. It, yeah. it almost feels like... Like, obviously the whole premise of the whole movie is that it's from the female perspectives and I get that but it does feel like this story would benefit from equally being from his perspective where we actually get a sense of him being scared at the changes that are happening uh, which maybe would link to puberty and you'd have some puberty metaphors going on or something like that but it just it felt like everyone it was, it was scenes of other people talking about him you know it was her going to the, the meet the teachers and the teachers were like oh he ripped someone's fingernails off and it seems the teachers are all in the cult who are worshipping the satan because they're all protecting him I think that's a little bit more the aspect that was interesting uh, to me is you know once you see the teacher or the principal or whatever talk about like how oh we're not going to punish him you know and like oh yeah he's he's great we love him and then you get like some weird stuff with the mailman I, I think that's a much more interesting world to explore but yeah they don't really don't do much with it I don't know if it's because of the you know short story aspect of it you know there's not a lot of room to kind of build or grow off it but and I, I'm pretty sure this was the longest one of the four as well felt like it definitely. yeah it did feel like it because it, yeah, like you say the ideas themselves aren't bad but it, it just kind of felt like I think the most interesting it ever got for me was when she was hiding in the closet and he was like yeah, there oh, yeah. and she was hiding from him because that, that was a little bit of suspense and it, that, mm-hmm. I kind of felt that but I think it almost. She almost became annoying as a character, though, because she. When it became clear he was turning into something, and she went through the whole, oh, you're my son, it's your choice, and she tries to hug him as he's trying not to be yeah. evil. It just. It kind of felt like. I'd be far more interested if he was just a demon now and trying to kill her, and she was trying to protect herself, but she realised, all oh, right, yeah. he's no going back. It was just, It was just the. The whole mother trying to like stop her son from going evil thing just wasn't working for me for whatever reason. I think it's because, like I say, I, I wasn't invested in his character. I didn't care about him. I, I didn't know enough about him. Uh, 99% of the time I've seen him, he's been a complete dick to her. Yeah. He's been a, I've heard him ripping off nails. He's got a box of ripped oh. off nails in his room. A mm. uh, shoebox filled with them, which was really disgusting, by the way. Uh, yeah. So I have no reason to want him to not turn evil. I have no reason to want his redemption or want him to be saved from this. I don't care about him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and now the and I'm I have a question about the ending of it. Go on. Too. So it basically ends, you know, with them like hugging each other, but I guess they crush each other. There's and, some weird and... camera effects. We hear some crunching noises, <laughs> and then they fall to the floor, and there's like blood everywhere so so i i guess it would make sense if he's a demon that you know he can like hug his mom so tight that it you know whatever suffocates her or breaks her spine or you know whatever but then i don't understand why he died because the mother doesn't have like any powers or anything i assume unless there is something else going on like you said there's those flashes if that has something to do with like the dad 
killed him in that flash or something. That's kind of how I that, took, I mean Satan yeah. or That's kind of what I took from it, is that because he was kind of defying them, he just killed both of them there and then. But, but I don't know. I, I still, yeah. That's the reason why I don't like this one that much, is the ending is very kind of unclear to me. Yeah. Uh, and, it, it, you know, the camera, again, tracks out, and we see the cake that said happy birthday that she baked him. And it was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, um, what I thought was interesting too, I don't know if you thought this or saw anything about this, but I did like a little, just a, a little bit of like research uh, skimming afterwards. Going to be a little the right fill here, Tim, you've been away researching. <laughs> oh, no, uh, not, nothing special, but I just saw that some people uh, were saying that the basically the point of the story is supposed to be like a grown-up version of Rosemary's Baby, like... That it's kind of connected to that, like this is what you know basically would have happened after that movie, you know, like eighteen years down the line. But I mean, I don't know how plausible that is. If that's just kind of like a theory someone had, or um, I can see, I can see why that's the the idea. Uh, but I guess my argument to that would just be though, well, I guess I have confirmed that I don't want a sequel to Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I I think there would be potential there, but yeah, it would you'd probably need a full movie to do it and a lot more um, uh, like depth with the characters, just just show more off. Especially the son, I feel like we we don't see anything of him trying to fight back until the end. He he just seems like he's being a dick. He's shouting at her. It is. I have no reason to want him to not to come to the dark side I have no connection to him and I think I yeah. think that hurts it a lot and then the ending's kind of unclear and mushy as you say because it just I don't, I don't know what happened <laughs> I, I really don't know they were hugging each other and then they both died yeah I'm not sure so no, there you go that's, that's and, uh, her only loving son and again like you said this is kind of the like at least to me, like the big selling point of the movie was, hey, remember that movie last year or or was it was last yeah, year? It was last year, year to me. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this so long. Uh, but yeah, like remember that movie last year that you know you freaking loved and was awesome. Like, well, that same director is doing a short story now. Like that is enough to sell me on anything. And you have to get this. It's just a you know. And again, I can't say I completely hated it. Um, it uh, this one and the third one are probably somewhat tied for me for my least favorite, but it, yeah, it, it didn't really do much for me. Honestly, they both kind of suffer from the same thing, and is time like they both feel like they could actually just be full movies, and you could use the time to develop things and build suspense and make me care about yeah. the characters, but they don't. Neither of them do, so they both just feel like they they both feel like they just cut to the point, but by cutting to the point, you actually don't have a point. Yeah, because you don't care about anything. Uh, whereas the first one and the second one as well to an extent, but the first one feels like a full meal. It feels like you get everything you need, and it tells a story, and it's intriguing. And yeah, whereas the end of this, I'm not intrigued. I'm just kind of like, sure, okay, <laughs> thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> credits. Yeah, credits. I can leave now. Uh, but yeah, uh, a little bit more dollhouse stuff, but yeah, a little bit more dollhouse stuff at the end, uh, which was 
It was very interesting. It was shot in a real look in a real creepy house with all these dolls in stop motion. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was it was fine. I li- I like that they did have like a a wraparound thing to kind of you know it, it doesn't just jump from story to story. Um, Honestly, though, it was creepier than any of the actual stories, though. Oh yeah, just look, like looking at that weird, like it, it's a dollhouse, but with like a baby's face and like these kind of like wooden uh, pegs for legs, and uh, and something about stop motion just is kind of creepy when things are moving. Yes. Um, but it, it's it's not too obtrusive though. Like it's not like they were like fifteen minutes long where you're like, all right, get to the next story. It's like oh, you know, yeah, just kind of was... quick little things. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like a minute or two between each one. It wasn't wasn't a huge amount, but no, that's XX. Uh, so much better than the previous like five movies we've done. <laughs> However, uh, not by as much as I think we were hoping. Uh, so getting to yeah. ratings here, it's actually quite difficult because it's like, well, do we rate it based on the best one, or do we do an average of what we'd rate all four of them? Is it just kind of an overall feeling? It's hard to say. Um, I'll go first, Timmy, because uh, I feel like okay. I'm I'm ready to come in here with the rain. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say 6 out of 10. Okay. But I want to make it clear that that 6 is because that first story is probably kind of 8, and it's worth seeing that. And then the mm-hmm. second one is perfectly watchable and kind of fun. The last two really drag it down. Uh, the, the last yeah. two, you know, they're, they're like a five or maybe even a f- touching a high four kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the first one's worth seeing enough and enjoyable enough that I would say six out of ten to say overall worth watching for that. But yeah, you could also um, just not watch it past that though. You could turn it off after that and be okay. Well, I, I yeah, uh, this is something where it, it I wouldn't encourage people to. Well, I mean, people do whatever you want, but but like if, if someone's asking for recommendations, this isn't one that I would say you need to run out to a theater, and, you know, if it's playing in limited release or to, you know, go rent it right away. But if it's ever streaming, I think it's, you know, it's a, you know, perfectly fine movie, you know, to watch on Netflix or something like it's not too long. Um, you know, it's not regrettable. It, it doesn't make you angry. Um, but yeah, it's not something you need to rush out. Um, oh, yeah, I would agree so. with that. It doesn't make you angry. You don't regret watching it. But it, it, yeah. I, I think the second half of it does really dip compared to the first yeah. half. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, right where you are, though. I think I liked it a little bit more than you, but uh, maybe not, not by leaps and bounds. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. But I mean, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, if you're doing them individually, the first one definitely would, would get a you know pretty pretty decent score. Uh, probably be the same around you as an eight, and then everything else would be five six ish territory. Yeah, but there you go. That's that's XX. Uh, and if, if hey, if they want to make a series, they want to do an XX two, where they get like another four shorts, because there's no reason why the next one couldn't be amazing, like and have oh, good yeah. stories in it. Look, there's no reason why it couldn't. So. By all, by all means, uh, give it give it a try if you want to. But uh, that's us, though. That's XX. Thanks very much for watching. Let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below if you've seen it. 
you know, rank the stories if you want. You know, give us tell, watch one's your favourite, that kind of thing. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Get our individual Twitters, mine's at wibble89, Tim's at Tim Vergulish for our everyday ramblings about things and so, whatnot. <laughs> uh, other than that, remember me and Tim do weekly Tales from the Crypt uh, reviews. Uh, we've been working our way through that. We're uh, sort of nearing the end of season two now. Uh, check out all the other movie reviews and TV reviews on the channel and that's us so we will be back next week thank you very much for watching we'll see you next time